Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, we're back. Episode 86. Let's get right into it. 87. Oh, shit. 87. I just fucking told you about it was 87. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I got to really stop doing this. Mm-hmm. This has become, CTE getting to you, This man. has become like a staple with this podcast. I have to continue to keep checking with Keith. <laughs> and then sometimes Keith fucks it up. So, you know, but, yeah. for, but I, I'm glad I have Keith to... You know, we put both of our damaged football brains together. <laughs> Someone made that comment to me the other day. What happened? And it was it was outside of like your jokes about me having CTE. <laughs> it's like maybe all the concussions you got in football. It's like I never had no concussion. Back when I played, they didn't call that shit a concussion. They called it a, a stinger. stinger. Yeah, you got a stinger, son. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not a stinger. I'm seeing five people. What the <laughs> <fuck is> <laughs> I forgot my grandma's name. This is not no stinger. Son, what's your grandma's name? <laughs> I, I, what? Son, what's your grandma's name? I, I don't know, Little Debbie. I, what? <laughs> little De- Harriet Tubman? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so how many fingers am I holding up? I, seven, I think. Seven? I got one hand up, son. How many fingers on one hand, son? I, it looks like seven. Huh? Get back in the goddamn game. Get in the game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right this, Football this. coaches ruthless, bro. Oh man, them old school coaches, bro. Mm-hmm. You could be walking out with a with a separated shoulder and yeah. a broken ankle. They'd be like, "Tape it up, son. Get your ass back out yeah, there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back when I grew up in Texas, we worked on a ranch and played football <laughs> all day long. Boy, you ain't got nothing wrong with you. Get your ass out there. <laughs> <laughs> I milk cows and catch footballs all day, son. Get your ass out there. Yeah, all we had was taters for dinner every night <laughs> for two years straight. We played football. <laughs> I had a corn diet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner straight corn all day and all night. <laughs> corn and taters. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Man. Oh man! All we did was eat taters and dream about football. <laughs> Get your ass in there and run that goddamn ball. <laughs> All right. Crazy. Let's get into it. Uh, first out, humongous shout out to Mercy Maston, man. Yes, sir. Um, Mercy from uh, Bakersfield. He went to school with Keith. Uh, they both yeah. play corner. Uh, they no, also- Mercy. Oh, Mercy played corner at BC. Oh, BC. Is, yeah. Uh, high school, he put sets uh, free safety? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great game, man. And it's yeah. it's awesome to see. Uh, you know, people that excel from the city. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of shit talk about, you know, yeah. Bakersfield, you know, uh, but right now we just got through flipping between two games and, uh, I'm flipping between both games. One is the CFL Grey Cup with Mercy mm-hmm. and the other one had DJ Reed, who was also from Bakersfield, who plays for the 49ers. So I'm flipping between games of, you know, mm-hmm. players from Bakersfield putting in work. And yeah. also Brandon Banks, he's not from Bakersfield, but he played at Bakersfield. Uh, college back in like yeah. 2006 right in there yeah and then um Kyrie wilson also he's yeah another bakersfield product ridgey guy um went to fresno state and then you know <coughs> somehow they just end up on the same team it's pretty crazy that's awesome yeah and they won the great cup it's a big deal it's the super bowl of the cfl yeah so you know you had people emotional crying fans were crying yeah, it was passionate fans yeah man, canadian fans yeah it's so dope man it's so dope yeah. i'm I'm just I'm I'm curious to see how involved like I was, I was asking Keith like I wonder how involved Drake is with the whole uh, Canadian football thing but I haven't heard anything from him. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. To me I you know I always see him at basketball games and obviously yeah. the NBA is like the the pinnacle of basketball. Right. CFL is kind of, you know, second tier to 
the NFL, but you know, there's still some still some really good football playing oh, yeah. guys out there. There's some really good guys. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was kind of funny is you could tell a lot of these CFL players were, you know, being on the stage that big was extremely new because it was certain things that you could tell. They interviewed a guy at the end. I forgot his name, but he balled out. He balled his ass off mm-hmm. the running back. Um, he got uh, player of the game also. Yeah, something um, got, Harris. Yeah, something Harris. And at the end, uh, the lady said, is there anything you want to say to your to your whatever? And he was like, yeah, all the people that doubted us and talk shit. And, then, and it's like, bro, like, bro, you can't do this on national televised show of yeah. the game. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he was about to do this shit again when they they gave him the player of the game. He's like. But oh. he won a um, mm-hmm. he won a championship already. Oh yeah, hey, you have one. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was good. He was a huge part of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he balled out big time. Mm-hmm. His lip was all busted open and shit, bleeding while he yeah. was in interviews. Yeah, kind of added to the 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 drama. It looked like Deontay Water punched him, but nah, if Deontay Water punched him. His whole face would be split open. <laughs> God, I have not seen a knockout like that in a while, man. <laughs> Deontay is the type of nigga to be getting his ass whooped for five straight rounds. <laughs> And then sock you one time and knock you the fuck out. It's like it's like playing. I'd be so pissed. It's man. like playing a video game that's cheating. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, man. It's like, I don't know if any of you guys remember playing uh, Mike Tyson Punch Out. Mm-hmm. But Mike Tyson Punch Out, you could be beating the fuck out of him, and he just hit you one time. Boom. Yeah. Ain't no and no other sport is one punch or one anything that valuable. Right. If you ups like you know, obviously uh, there's a point system in boxing. A lot of people thought that Ortiz was wi- was winning handily. Yeah, but um, that you know, it's the great equalizer. He could he could have been winning twelve rounds or eleven rounds, and then gotten into twelfth round and ten seconds left, and Deontay Wilder just knocked him out. And yeah, it, that's it. It's to me, it's kind it's kind of bittersweet, right? Yeah. Because I like boxing. I, I I like the science of boxing. You know what I mean? I like yeah. guys like Floyd, Canelo, all these like really good technical fighters. Yeah. And even you know we went to the fight. We seen a guy, uh, Miguel Contreras. You know, he was a really good guy. He was really good. Yeah, Miguel's really good. <clears throat> and I like watching that. But sometimes when you see um, guys like Deontay Wilder, it just it's I don't know. It's it. It's just like bittersweet, like I said, because it's like the guy's getting beat up the whole time, and then he just knocks him out. Yeah, like, yeah, that sucks, and, and it sucks especially too. You know, when you retire from, you know, what you retire from boxing, and you're out on the beach somewhere with your family, you start having difficulties remember, remember, like remembering things, and then you get diagnosed with, you know, whatever they call it. Instead of CTE, it's you know, it's going to be called something different because you're boxing. BTE, <laughs> you're boxing what? I don't know. <laughs> boxing TE. You, you get diagnosed with BET. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get diagnosed with EBT. <laughs> You have a EBT, sir. <laughs> You'd be like, how much I got on my card? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fucked up. And then you're going to just have a flashback to when, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder socked the fuck out of you in the head. Yeah. That sucks, man. <clears throat> yeah. Ortiz yeah. is a good boxer, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Deontay, he's just a raw motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's like, the, he's just, he, I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about his skills because obviously he's skilled enough to be uh, the heavyweight you know, champion, but you know, when it comes to boxing and you know, and all the different his skill is his punching power. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he like you may hit me ninety times, but I hit you one time in your head, you done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> <laughs> to this day, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get caught up talking too much about Deontay because I might have to see him one day. That nigga punch your head off. He gonna be, yeah, he gonna be like. 
I heard you were talking bad about me. But by then, he'll have his brain injuries will be so severe <laughs> that I could just lie and get out of it. He was like, I heard you were talking bad about me. Hey, man, you hear about the t- uh, the uh, Big Mac coming back? Oh, I love Big Macs, man. He was like, nigga, you forgot. But you about to beat my ass and you forgot. <laughs> Deontay right. Wilder, that is Eddie speaking, not Keith Fingers. To this so, day. Just so you know, just in case you're going to punch somebody. To this day. Our Mercy just messaged me back on, uh, on IG. Shout out to Mercy. Shout out to Mercy. Lamborghini Mercy. <laughs> All right, man. Switching gears. Uh, me and Keith attended a comedy show last night um, over at Brooklyn's. Really great show. Fucking hilarious. They did an amazing job at this at this show. Uh, we've been to quite a few comedy shows. Yeah. Um, you know, huge fans of the comedy world. Um, and this and this podcast has a lot of comedy elements to it, but it's based off the fact that, you know, we took the initiative to go up on stage and then writing content, writing jokes and creating bits. It kind of gives you a different view of comedy when you actually thrust yourself in it. So when we were watching these guys, we were fans of what they do. And uh because we've also written some, you know, content ourselves. But mm-hmm. yeah, man. Fucking hilarious. Shout out to Jason Anders. Let me give these uh, comedians their just due. Shout out to Sherwin. Uh, what was his last name? Ray. Sherwin Ray. It wrote Eat for some reason. Fucking auto, right? Put Sherwin Eat. But Sherwin Ray, uh, Jason Anders, and Big Wheezy. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to the host, K Mitch. You can catch K Mitch on the what's, what radio is it? 94.1? No, no it's 103.9. 103.9. God damn it. Yeah. Catch K. Mitch on 103.9, but he's also a comedian. He was an yeah. amazing host. He did a great fucking job. Yeah, solid dude, man. Showed a lot guy. of love to us when we when we got there. So. For sure. For sure. That that shit was funny, man. Yeah. There was one, uh, I don't want to give give things away, but uh Mitch had mentioned something. Like he mentioned something about, you know, uh, you know, uh, a woman's freshness in her mm-hmm. vagina. And uh <laughs> mm-hmm. and he said, What what would you do if you found out a girl had a smelly vagina or whatever? And mm-hmm. I was like, Shh, I don't know, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> and he was inspecting that everybody started busting up. Yeah. But M- Mitch is fucking hilarious, man. He does a great job of scanning the crowd and finding things that are funny and pointing them out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's I think he's He's at the beginning of his comedy career, which yeah. is pretty impressive. This guy's gonna be really, really good. Yeah, he's well on his way to being, you know, one of the one of the good guys, one of the oh, best yeah. comics out there. So oh, definitely. Shout out to him. But yeah. yeah, I think the the thing overall was dope. Um, is it to me the theme that I took away from it was the power of the internet because right. um the guy Jason Anders, who was a headliner of the show. I had just found him on YouTube in my recommendations and um, it was a few months ago um, and I seen he did he did like a BET show and he was he was he was like like the he says it in his show but he says he's like the the token white guy for the black shows like he could go to all the black shows and you know he's the one white guy that can make black audiences laugh and um, I seen the um, I seen a couple of his YouTube clips and the first thing I did was share with like a couple of my friends. I was like, y'all, this dude is funny. So, and even, you know, me and my friends, we were thinking about, you know, potentially putting together comedy shows ourselves. Um, and who could we um, invite out here that, you know, can cater to a certain audience and still is pretty funny, but, you know, not on the level of a Mike Epps and Dave right. Chappelle where it would be out of the, you know, the budget would be too crazy. Right. Um, so that was, you know, a, a guy that I had in my mind. I actually wrote it in some of my notes in my phone. 
And so when I seen that the guy was coming into town, I was super, you know, I was excited. I was like, yo, this dude, I know that for a fact this guy is funny. So um, I shot the information to a couple of my friends. I shot it to Eddie and I was like, yo, we got to go. And Eddie yeah. didn't even, Eddie, I forgot to actually send Eddie the clips, but it's probably good that he didn't see it because he kind of went in with, you know, with fresh, you know, right. with a fresh mind to it. So, right. um, but we were just, you know, pleasantly surprised. I think, you know, some of the, the, the good things that we took away from it was, um, as far as like you know us doing comedy and what we could get better at is exactly um, you know obviously there's material I think I think material is always going to be good if you're if you're able to work it out you know? exactly you know, if you're if you if you have a sense of humor you're always going to be able to find the funny but the funniest moments always come from these improv ideas and just playing off the audience and exactly like Eddie mentioned that's what uh, K Mitch was able to do um, he's you know he's early in his career and he's very com- comfortable at that already and um, what ended up happening is, is we went to the there was a seven thirty show and then there was like a nine uh, like a nine thirty show. We ended up going to the seven thirty one originally, but K Mitch um, he came up to us and he felt that he didn't do so well uh, during the first performance. So he was like, "Y'all like just stay stay for the next one, you know, chill, and then you know I'm I'm gonna make it up to y'all basically." Um, so we stayed through both of them, and you know, uh, basically what ended up happening is since we seen all the performances um the second time around people did maybe like the majority of the same jokes yeah but people were switching like the comedians were exactly. switching it up like telling different jokes you know playing off different people in the audience even some a lot of the comedians had um acknowledged the fact that we were there yeah. you know what i mean like some of them uh were making jokes about us so they brought it like full circle when they seen us again in the second uh yeah in the second show so it was just dope and we and, you know we um we got there a little bit late, so you know a lot of people are scared to sit in the front of uh, comedy shows. Right. But you know, for us, it was it was kind of cool because we got to interact with right. the 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 comedians, and they got to actually see us versus right. you know sitting in the back where you know you're just kind of enjoying the show. So right. It was it was a dope overall experience, man. Shout out to um I think it was Knock Knock Productions. Yeah, Knock Knock. Yeah. Um, you know they put on a great show. I wish I got to. Uh, I wish I had a chance to talk to the guy. I don't know if any of you guys out there know the guy that put on the show. You know, it would be dope to, you know, you know, sit sit down and have a conversation with him and, you know, potentially, you know, try to collaborate on, you know, some stuff. So that would be dope too. Yeah. That was a really awesome, well put together show. It had a very a very uh a very good comedy vibe. Yeah. Um, Great audience. Great audience, too. Mm-hmm. Great audience for the most part. Because sometimes audiences have a problem taking a joke. It's almost like they want to hear jokes, but whenever the joke is put on them, they kind of get bent out of shape. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, I think before you go to a comedy show, you need to understand that we live in reality. But when you go to a comedy show, you're going there to get away from it. It's somewhat of an escape. Yeah. You, know, you stop taking it. Don't take everything like it's not personal. Yeah, It's not personal. It's for laughs. Mm-hmm. It's a form. Comedy is a form of therapy. Sometimes people say wild shit. Like a part of that, one of the guys' bitch was like kicking a baby or something. But he, mm-hmm. it was fucking hilarious, you know. And yeah. I think that other, like the av- like the average person might hear that joke and be like, "I have kids. That's just so not funny. Yeah. You shouldn't laugh about kicking babies." Like, no, we're not. People are not actually kicking babies, but yeah. hearing it in a comedy bit is fucking hilarious. Yeah, but it, it also tests people's. Um, their it, it checks their their uh, selective morality 
They might not laugh at a baby being kicked, but they'll laugh at like a midget joke, like a mm. short person joke. They're laughing at it, right? Yeah. Same shit. Mm-hmm. Midgets don't want to get kicked or laughed at, right? Mm. Or the black jokes that some of the comedians was telling. Oh, yeah. They're laughing at those or, you know, yeah. whatever. Even, you know, obviously we are, we're in it, so we right. don't. We don't view the comedy through that lens, but you know they yeah. were making jokes about us, about two, you know, basically two adult males sitting in there making like little gay jokes here and there. And yeah, stuff. But if I, it's funny, then you you'll get a laugh. Yeah, but, just laugh. Yeah, yeah, just you know, and Some and people so uptight in there, man. Right, right. And the dude, the big guy, Big Weezy, came out and said, "Man, shout out to them for being a good sport." Yeah, and and that and it it was cool, you know, it was it was love, but it was also kind of sad because it proves how many times people probably got bent out of shape. Yeah. Just from cracking mm-hmm. a fucking joke, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I think I don't think that ever goes away, though. You know, right? No matter where, how many tours you. I mean, I I watch a lot of Andrew Schultz uh, comedy on YouTube, and obviously his crowds are you know pretty uh pretty chill. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you get the person that's not really uh, laughing at the certain joke or whatever. But you know, that I think that's that's a, across the board. But if you get the majority of the people laughing in the room, like oh, yeah. What I was, what I loved the most was like there was, um, I, like there was the the big wheezy guy was a big black dude. The Sherwin guy was this Middle Eastern Iranian guy, and then uh, Jason Anders was this Jewish Jewish guy, and um, you know they were telling jokes across the board, every ethnicity, every right. sexuality, everything. And um, what I loved the most is that you know because some shows that um, that I've been to and performed at, it would be pe- like just almost like stuck up people right. going there not even wanting to laugh. Like, yo, I'm just right. trying to I'm just trying to see the person that I showed up to see and I don't care about it. Right. Else. That's, that's but it was cool. a lot of like, you know, it was black people in there. They were telling jokes about the black girls and they were just laughing and, you know, it was it was just a great overall vibe. And I was I right. it, it was just um something that I wish happened more often in Bakersfield because right. we're we're all we're always looking for something to do here, so I right. thought it was I thought it was amazing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta show some more love to the comedy scene out here, man. Shout out to Tyson. Yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Tyson, uh, Tyson Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for you know, somewhat spearheading a lot of the comedy out here. It's a couple yeah. comedians out here that I know of, but Tyson really comes to mind. He was the one that gave me a shot to go up on stage. You yeah, know, I hit him, hit him up, and he gave me the opportunity to go up there and do it. He's like, all right. Yeah. All right, we'll show up at this time, and I did, and yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. And then you know, I watched Keith go up, and mm-hmm. uh, Keith was you went to uh, what's that place called? The Rocket Shop. The Rocket Shop yeah. for the open mics there. Mm-hmm. So you know, with me being a truck driver, it's not really too great on my schedule to you know work out my my bit, you know. But I got a lot of my well, I lost a lot of my material because it was in my other phone, but that's okay. That's just a challenge, mm-hmm. you know. I'll just write more shit, more jokes. You know, and sometimes I work out my bit over on the podcast and people don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Some, some of the shit that I say is because I worked it out like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, my God, what you said about the PJ was so hilarious. <laughs> and like, what do you mean by PJ? You know, pussy juice. <laughs> <laughs> Having a girl tell you something about pussy juice is hilarious. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And we have to unapologetically be ourselves. We can't be like, oh, we have you know, uh, black listeners or we have white listeners or we have, you know, Asian listeners or whatever the case. Like we have to unapologetically be ourselves because all the people you love, a lot of them are unapologetically themselves. When you look at like the Chris Rocks of the world or Mm -hmm. whoever else and it'd be an all white crowd and fucking Chris Rocks cracking jokes on them. Mm -hmm. Or you'll see, um, you'll see, uh, what's his face? Um, 
damn it, the comedian from uh, your mom's house, uh, Tom Segura. You see Tom Segura cracking black jokes. Yeah. And then I'll be fucking laughing because the joke's funny. Yeah. You know, you have to unapologetically be yourself and mm-hmm. at all times. And people, if they can't love you for that, then goodbye. Yeah. You know? There you go. <laughs> goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, that's that's my opinion on the whole show. It was a great show, man. Yeah. Great experience, man, for sure. For sure. Well worth the money. Definitely. All right, switching gears. Uh, recently, uh, activists disrupted a Harvard versus Yale rivalry game to protest climate change. Uh, Yale and Harvard are com- basically saying Yale and Harvard are complicit in climate change. Uh, protesters from both schools called the universities to divest multi-million dollar endowments from fossil fuel companies, as well as companies that hold Puerto Rico de- Puerto Rican debt. So. A bunch of kids stormed a halftime. Uh, basically, at halftime, they stormed the field and they delayed the game by over and a half an hour mm-hmm. uh, to make this point. Yeah. Right? Uh, my only problem with it is this: I feel like I, you know, your right to protest should never be impeded. I, I agree with that, but you should also not be impeding other people. If you're going to do anything, I don't think you should be blocking a street. While people trying to go to work, or you shouldn't be motherfucking stopping a game to do this. Yeah, like I think that you can still protest, but when the police got to get involved to get you off the field, it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to me, it's 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 just like it's um, to me, this screams white privilege, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm almost happy that I think it was forty. 40- 43 of them got charged or something. I don't yeah, know if they're in jail or what. I'm sure they got bailed out by now if they were. But um, it's like, I think there's, uh, there's these are, you know, the, the smartest uh, people in America. Right. You know, if you're, if you're a Yale and Harvard student, I just think there's probably a, a more well thought out way of going about this versus yeah. like just popping up at the freaking biggest game in the Ivy League <laughs> and trying to like go on the field with a bunch of signs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I do agree that like don't impede, you know, my uh whatever I'm doing. Like I'm trying to play football and you out here with, you know, picket signs and whatnot. Yeah. And you know, here's the deal, man. This is completely liberal right here. This is completely liberal, but it's these rich, bougie liberals that are fighting for climate change. But see, here's the thing. The reason why the, these kids are extremely privileged. I looked up the the numbers. Um, Harvard and Yale students have the richest backgrounds. So there, there's a, over 188 billionaires that have went to these schools. That's crazy. Yeah. And these, these kids come from privilege. And, I, and I'm not in just privilege in general because it's not all white students. But they're privileged students. And the thing about it is, is they're storming the field, but they ain't thinking about bail. They ain't worried about the police. Because mm-hmm. when they get locked up, they rich parents just going to bail them out. Yeah. So here you are. You're, you're fucking, you're uh, protesting uh, the school's endowments from fossil fuels because, you know, you, you, know, you're, you feel strongly about uh, uh, climate change. But at the same time, you, you fucking... Are you come from privilege? They're also benefiting from those endowments. Exactly, right? that's you're, the reason why Harvard and Yale are the schools they are because they're getting a lot of money from exactly you know, different companies. Um, so I guess the biggest <laughs> protest will probably 
be to go to a HBCU or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a bunch of rich, snobby motherfuckers getting on the field, stopping the game. Get your bitch ass off the field. <laughs> go back to this fucking class. Jeez, man. Go study for a final. Yeah, yeah. Go study for a final. Go feed the homeless. Go do something else. <laughs> the only problem I have, like my thing is, is, is like me and Keith, I'm, I'm neutral. Like I, I guess we had mentioned before, you know, we were considered ourselves more left leaning. I can't speak for Keith, but at the same time, I'm, I'm completely neutral now because I see this shit, and it's like, man, <laughs> you talk about the right doing shit, and right be the right is corny too, but. This shit is super corny. This, these are like these are liberals, but they like bougie ass fucking Jeff Bezos liberals, <laughs> the rich liberals that accuse like uh, Republicans or or, or or conservatives of being oh they're racist or they're they're snobby rich people. But you rich yourself, yeah. Like I mean, you you probably got a hoverboard and you over there telling people about <laughs> about fossil fuels. Probably got a DeLorean. Yeah, you probably got a fucking DeLorean. <laughs> You probably preserve Michael J. Fox and Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> These kids so rich, they get on the field, they go to the DeLorean and be like, you know what? Take me back to 1972. <laughs> You're like, you fucking rich bastard. Get off Take the field. Take me back to 1960. I want to see Martin Luther King get assassinated. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, it's it, to me it's it's pretty annoying. I understand you're passionate about climate change and X and Y, but I'm pretty sure that the same people that are doing these protests are doing things that are not conducive to the the ecosystem. Yeah. I think they're there who knows. I think uh, Andrew brought it up. He said the same people that be protesting and using their phones, you're using phones that are that are put together by child slaves, basically. Yeah. You know, these kids putting whole fucking phones together, Samsungs and shit. Were well, they getting paid three cents a fucking phone? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And you, you are here. That's the thing. You can't care about everything. You can't. But I, I mean, I do stand with them on the on their on their gripe, right? Yeah. Know, as far as like the fossil fuels and whatnot, but. I just think the way they went about it was a little bit, um, yeah, uh, very 2019, yeah, archaic. Very, yeah, yeah. Like we're here and we're gonna tell you what you're gonna do, and we're gonna. I bet you, man. I bet you those the guys that were doing this protest, they probably had. They just want to get some pussy juice. Yeah, they did. Nah, there's not even that. They all came together to create one beard. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of molecules. It, uh, it's a bunch of motherfuckers wearing sandals out there. <laughs> <laughs> Long hair sandals. <laughs> kind of skinny. They call those the Birkenstocks or whatever. Yeah, they all came together and still didn't have enough testosterone to be one man. Ah. <laughs> Remember that, that, the dude out the window at Jack in the Box? Oh, my God. This guy was the typical teenage uh, uh, fast food worker. Yeah. Like, okay, so you want the chicken nuggets, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you ordered a number 14 with chicken nuggets and a large fry and a drink, right? Okay. All right, that'll be 575. Thank you. He was adding up all the math in his head. He's like, yeah. That'll be 575 if you carry the one and map that one to them. Then you get that'll be 625. Like, okay, you fucking calculator. <laughs> and then when you got my order, oh, that's right. You got two orders. Okay, so you had uh, the two for three, right? And then you wanted it well done and you had a 10 piece nugget. Right? <laughs> All right, thank you. That'll be 793. 
in approximately two minutes and 32 seconds, I will get your order right to you. Thank yeah, you. The, the sausage takes two minutes, 45 <laughs> seconds, and two neurons uh, for to cook it. And it'll be out here in just one minute, sir. I'm like, okay. That's one gigabyte of information that I stored in my head, and I'm going to give it to you a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> like, this nigga's in there working at a fast food restaurant and creating a bomb at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker this motherfucker reminded me of Sheldon <laughs> Big Bang Theory while he's yeah. taking an order according to Newton's theory I can make a bomb out of barbecue sauce you're like wow <laughs> <laughs> after, the, after I get my order I'm calling the police <laughs> that was hilarious I was laughing at it because the kid like had the typical high school worker yeah. You know, and he was real skinny, kind of had buck teeth a little bit. Yeah. Kind of had a little bit of acne. The glasses. Did he have glasses on? Uh, I think he did. He might have had glasses. Yeah. He just that typical, you know, 1990s, you know, teen movie where they got the little nerdy kid. If you look up. Right. If you look up the word like a cock block or abstinence, like this kid's going to. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, your order is going to be ready in a minute. We're going to make it fresh for you. All right, sir. <laughs> all right. Hold on one moment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Jack in a Box. Like you know how people take your order and they get right to the next person. Yeah. Like oh one moment. How many barbecue sauces do you want? I'll have three. Okay, I'll give you three and one quarter. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Thank you for coming to Jack in the Box. How can I help you today? <laughs> like first off, blow your nose, motherfucker. <laughs> It's like if you have ten, if you have ten nuggets, you can approximately fill all those nuggets up with uh, complete barbecue sauce. If you have two and a half containers, you'd be like, "Damn, <laughs> do you work for the math department?" That's crazy. Hire him at the corporate offices. That'd be crazy. You'd be like, "Man, this nigga is gonna save Jack in the Box so much money." <laughs> like, if you want to, if you, everybody going to the main headquarters. If you want to save money, you need to shrink the the barbecue sauce packets by two quarters and three milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> I've discreetly put together an algorithm that can save us two percent on every product. <laughs> Oh man, you fucking jerk! <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Oh, back. Uh, if anybody is living in Bakersfield, I don't know when this guy does work, but it's late. Yeah. It was. Uh, I had seen him twice because I went to Jack in the Box twice the other day. Uh-huh. But um, it's a Jack in the Box on Oakland, California. Yeah, you'll go there, and you it, we don't need to. Dis- we obviously described them already, but yeah. once you hear that voice through the little speaker, you gonna know exactly who we talking about. You just gonna be laughing. Yeah, you gonna be laughing. He reminds. He just reminds you of the. I think it was a teenager that was on the Simpsons that was like a pizza delivery guy, mm. and it's like the same motherfucker. <laughs> it's That's like funny. when he was born, he was born to make burgers from Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> like this is crazy. I'd be sad if he got a low GPA. I'd be like, bro, you already got the voice and everything. Yeah, you got everything, You're man. Four point The world is handed out on the platter for you, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get get your shit together, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, like we were mentioning earlier, I think that if you have any, if you have anything that you're passionate about that you want to protest, I think that's fine. But I think you should not impede or inconvenience other people, mm-hmm. and you also should not be a hypocrite at the same time. Because I personally feel that there are a lot of people that don't have the same privileges as a lot of these students that were protesting. And there were black students up there. I've seen some other students. It wasn't just white kids up there that were protesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure a lot of these motherfuckers were rich, rich, snobby ass liberals that's acting like 
you know, I, you know, climate change, climate change. Uh. <laughs> but at the same time, if you get arrested, you ain't got to worry about bail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of students that they could just, they focus on studying and getting their shit done. And they're trying to stay out of jail because they can't afford to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents will bail your monkey ass out as soon as you get in mm-hmm. trouble. So mm-hmm. a lot of these students have pr- the privileges that other ones don't have. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody's probably thinking, just because they're rich, it doesn't mean that they can't be passionate about something. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is you don't get and stop a fucking game and they have to take you guys off the field. Like you're taking opportunities away from the from the from the student athletes. Yeah. If I'm a student athlete, I'm gonna go out there with my pads on and start throwing you motherfuckers off the field. <laughs> Football is a game of momentum too. So the the and it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. So you thought that it was okay to, you know, all the TV time and stuff to get your punk ass up there? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to stop talking about these kids, okay? I, I wish you all the best, okay? Mm-hmm. That's don't all. Don't drop right. the soap. You said what? I said don't drop the soap. If they drop the soap, they, they, some of them going, it's going to be a lot of soap droppers. <laughs> a lot of soap droppers there. <laughs> it's like, I can't stop climate control, but I can, you know, get it from the back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep doing a fast food guy voice. The fast food guy voice. He for... probably applied to Yale and got in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, sir, what do you have on your resume? What do you think is something that uh, is a measurable uh, component that will get you into this school? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I once uh, I did uh, 150 orders in uh, five milliseconds, actually, <laughs> sir. Uh, that'll be 927,000 burgers. <laughs> I wow. once uh, served two black guys at midnight and I was completely able to articulate all of my thoughts in a perfect manner. <laughs> <laughs> I served two black guys at two in the morning and I did this without calling them niggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in, son. You're in. All right, switching gears. Uh, apparently, um, uh, Harriet Tubman movie that has just been released. Uh, initially, Julia Roberts was suggested to play Harriet Tubman. Now, what I find hilarious about this is uh, there's a strong possibility that whoever had suggested she played Harriet Tubman did not know who the fuck Harriet Tubman was. Harriet Tubman is one of the blackest women in ever. You know, you you look at these photos of this this you know this strong woman. You know, uh, you know, getting slaves out of there, and then you think about Julia Roberts. What? Yeah, this is this is just a fucking the most contrary. I don't even. I can't. It, it's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. If anything, it is hilarious. But I ain't mad at Julia Roberts. It's not like Julia Julia Roberts, you know, accepted the role. Yeah, but yeah, white and, executives be on some nonsense sometimes. Why I is- I do personally think that the executive knew who Harriet Tubman was. Just based on the articles that I read, mm-hmm. it was um, stuff that I seen was basically like, because the, the screenwriter had been trying to get the movie uh, produced for about 10 years now. Oh, wow. And uh, I guess one of the these executives from whatever <clears throat> company read the script and they liked it a lot. And then, you know, the first thing that popped out of their mouth in the meeting was oh, this is a great script. What if we get Julia Roberts to play it? And then the screenwriter was like, well, you know, that's not really possible. Like, Julia Roberts is white. And then he was like, well, you know, the script is so, like, this event happened so long ago, like, no one would care. That's terrible. Um, what so a- that's pretty much all I read. But, yeah, it's it's really a, um, 
there's not really a, a deep dive into this. It's it's sad that this kind of thing goes on in Hollywood, but right. it's, it's it's at this point it's like whatever. The movie came out. Um, I don't know if it's great or not, but yeah, I don't have any intention. Black of, girl plays. Her I don't really have any intentions of watching slave mm-hmm. movies. I'm just over it. Like my thing is, is I like uh, I like black empowerment movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm done seeing the slave movies, man. I'm not saying it's not that's gonna make it not good, um, but I I love uh, watching movies like fucking whether it's Black Panther, or sh- movies like that. I'm not into the whole roots vibe, you know. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, Julia Roberts would not be able to play this role. And fuck, what is she going to do? Get a tan? Yeah. There's no way you could look like Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman was like darker than me and Keith. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pull that off, Julia? Huh? Yeah, she had real African ancestors. Yeah. My, mine is washed down, and I'm still dark. So Right. Yeah, yeah we still, you know. I mean, I probably look like a turkey burger, but <laughs> you know, my, my, con- my complexion is like, uh, you know, a nice roasted turkey. On <laughs> Julia Roberts is just like, fuck. I, you, know, you know, here's the thing, right? You let Julia Roberts play uh, fucking Harriet Tubman, right? Cool. Go ahead and do it. But then I want to see a black guy play a role that is so off. Like get a black guy to play Robert E. Lee or some shit like that. Yeah. Get Samuel Jackson to play Robert E. Lee. <clears throat> yeah. He'd be like, you motherfuckers done fucked up now. <laughs> Niggas. <laughs> Niggas. <laughs> you motherfuckers done pissed Robert E. Lee off. Let's <laughs> talk about himself in third person and shit. <laughs> Um, I remember his uh, that that role in uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I will strike fear upon thee. <laughs> <laughs> Say what again? There's a <laughs> what? Um, what? There's a black guy that plays. Um, did we talk about it on the podcast? I don't know. Um, he's in Hamilton, the play. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. He plays. Um, I forget which character he plays, but he's playing a white president or a white political figure. So. Huh. It's kind of similar, but not really. Yeah, they starting to put black people in role. Like, like we talked about this too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's cool. You know, they're being more progressive, putting black people in certain roles. But I think it's certain roles we shouldn't take. Oh yeah. Like we need to. I think as black creatives, we need to start creating our. Uh, we need to start creating our own things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I'm not really interested in seeing a black Superman. I'm really yeah. not. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm interested in seeing a whole new character. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. With it. Cause it's, I mean, it's and it's it's not really inclu- it's trying to basically, I think Hollywood is painting a picture of of them being more progressive than they actually are. All they're doing is they're just, uh, I won't say conforming to the times, but they're just like, okay, well, it seems like black people are not liking this very much, or minority groups don't like this, so let's just get a black Superman. Fuck it, let's get Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you can get Michael B. Jordan to play every fucking black role. <laughs> yeah. Michael B. Jordan is slowly turning into the Will Smith of this time, this this era. Yeah, he's getting almost the same type of roles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, more power to him. I think he's a great actor. But yeah. fuck, man, you, you gotta we gotta figure something out. Mm-hmm. And the originality in film is dying too. Yeah, they kind of just like uh, they get sequel after sequel. They're gonna have Fast Twenty Seven soon coming out. Yeah, it's like at some point, Fast and Furious is not gonna be fast at all. It's gonna be slow and angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just seen. Uh, I was telling Eddie this. 
I seen an accident with two old men, and they had to be driving like ten miles per hour. Oh my god! And the, one of the old old guys, he just ran into the back of the other old guy, and this one of them old Lincoln Town cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this is probably what Fast and Furious, you know, number twenty is going to look like. Yeah. Vin Diesel got to change his name from Vin Diesel to Vin Volvo by the time he's fucking done doing this shit. Vin Diaper. Vin Di- <laughs> Voice gonna be all deep. Hey, where you guys going? <laughs> we gotta stop crime. Well, it, I don't even know where the fuck the movie went. It went from being about cars to being about like fighting crime. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it's about. Somebody made the suggestion that it, they could possibly go into outer space in future oh, movies. Man, I don't know. I don't even know what this shit is about. I stopped watching it so long ago. Yeah, that when I see it now, I'm lost. Yeah, this shit stopped being about. Car- <clears throat> it's about like what international like drug smuggling or what is I it don't about? Know. I don't give me the line. Oh, it's fucking. Terrible. It's usually a new thing every uh, a new crime or a new save the day yeah. type of thing they got to do every movie in the, so, in the spinoffs know. of the movies i just look i Hobbs think and Shaw. oh my god it's terrible look here's the thing i don't look i respect people's art and whatnot but in regard i don't have to like it okay mm-hmm. and i will firm i will firmly say i do not like Hobbs and shaw i do not like any of the fast and furious movies except for probably the first one do not I heard like Hobbs and shaw was good though I don't give a fuck what people said. I'm not interested in it. Just mm-hmm. because it's a spinoff, it is extremely fictitious. And with Keith, I don't expect him to say anything because he is in the business of doing film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect him to have a strong opinion because he respects people's art, as do I. But since I'm not in the game and I'm a, more of just a consumer of mm-hmm. it, I guess, mm-hmm. I will strongly disagree with the fact that Hobbs and Shaw is good. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen it yet, though. No, I haven't seen it. I just really don't care. It's a spinoff. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it, but here's the problem. Most of Hollywood is this regurgitated bullshit that they put out. Like, yeah. I've watched um, the Rocky movies, and I watched them over and over and over and over. And it's it's like you're kind of almost trained to start liking it at some point. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, we got another one for you. Here, we got another one for you. And it's just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. It stopped being good. When they came out with Creed, I was like, okay, yeah, this Creed shit, this is, this is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of good spinoff. It's a good. Yes. And I was a little bit. I watched it and I was like, oh, here we go. It's another fucking Rocky, you know, mm-hmm. and I love Rocky, but fuck. Yeah. Sylvester's just too old to fight, man. <laughs> who is he fighting this time? Sylvester Stallone. No, if he was to fight, who is he fighting? Wait, what? If he was to fight, who would he be even be fighting? Oh, if they made like a number Rocky number nine or ten. Yeah, or he'd be fighting for his life at this point. He was fighting cancer in Creed, so. Yeah, he was fighting Alzheimer's. I don't remember <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> uh, who were you fighting the last time, man? <laughs> Adonis, what's, what's going on? What set of the movie am I? What's going on? <laughs> Adrian. That was funny. Uh, eat the booty. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, the more they start uh, suggesting actors, they might want to keep a lot of this stuff private because this got out, and this is just well, it was it, it got out because of the the writer. Mm, it wasn't right. just information, and this happened a long time ago. Ah. This happened when Julia Roberts was twenty seven. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, so the guy I don't know, you know times pass. Probably, or I don't even know if the writer is a male, but the person that wrote the movie probably felt like it was a good time to 
tell this story. Yeah, Julie Roberts. You know, here that was a totally different time too. We're not talking about that. That was a time where a lot of white actors could get away with playing black roles and nobody would say anything. But that shit doesn't fly anymore. Not blatant black roles like not this. Not blatant though. black roles like this though. They get away with the like the the Egyptians. Yeah. Like Elizabeth Taylor played in that. I think Angelina Jolie played a half white or uh, half white half black woman too. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, that'd be crazy. I just don't a black guy can't pull off playing a white guy in a movie. That just ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine me playing like fucking I don't know who. What's uh me playing like some Italian mobster or some shit? That'd be crazy. Hey Tony, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I'm walking here, hey? Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go to Tony's and get some pizza. Then we're gonna we're gonna whack Jimmy when we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got these we got those blacks up the street trying to take our money. We're gonna show them a lesson. After I finish my spaghetti, I'm gonna go down there and whack all of them, niggers. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound like an Italian at the end. You said the N-word without no accent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you're from the East Coast, you'd be like, niggas. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got to we gotta try that. We got to get a black guy to play Italian. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, what's going on? This is my brother, Tony. Hey, Tony, this is Tony. Hey, Tony, this is my brother, Tony. Hey, Tony, this is my dad. His name is Tony. <laughs> hey, it's my dog. Come here, Tony. Come here, Tony. <laughs> Oh man, it's my grandpa Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's Latino, man. <laughs> yeah, but you get the you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Uh, recently, Keith, um, I don't want to say what 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 company he was doing it for uh, to protect, you know, his employment. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he put out some content. He puts out content for this specific place. And he just creates these, you know, ways to promote this product. I won't say what the product is either. Mm-hmm. Um, that's up to Keith if he wants to mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they pushed back on it. And uh, I guess well, he was told it was too edgy. And prior to him getting that message, I checked it out. I said, hey, that's fucking dope. I liked it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. But look, <clears throat> my opinion may be a little biased, you know, and, uh, you know, who knows? But uh, Keith will give you a better idea of what really went went on that day. What was that? What was that? Oh, my phone. Oh, that mother was falling? Yeah. No, it's all good. Go ahead, man. Um, so ba- basically what I do is I do like social media content for a car dealership. So um, what I've been trying to do, like I'm just trying to figure everything out. Like I've been doing it for a few months now, but um, I'm only recently starting to uh, like – uh, like I said, just figure it out, figure out what people like, figure out how to um, create, you know, just interesting content for people to watch, um, how to keep people engaged um, via Facebook and Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, with this video, basically, I did a parody of a YouTuber. And, you know, if, if you guys, um, this nigga Eddie, I never got his phone on silent. I put it on silent. The motherfucker's not going. God damn. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Sorry. Basically, um, if you, if you, if any of you guys out there, listeners, have ever seen like Kevin Edwards' videos or him going to pick up, uh, you know, any of his Lamborghinis or his cars or whatever, or even you know our former guest Todd Jones when he picked up his i8, it was just a parody of those kind of videos, right? 
So <clears throat> the whole video starts out like, yo, you know, I, I work really hard for this. I'm, you know, I'm thankful for all my fans and subscribers and, you know, uh, you know, uh, this is, you know, the people at Toyota or whatever car dealership hooked me up. I appreciate y'all. And then um, what happens after that, like it just cuts to basically like these uh, cliche, like these trendy um like shots of the the vehicle like right. panning around the vehicle and the vehicle driving and you know just those kind of stuff that you would see in those like typical YouTube videos. Um so that's the idea, but the car was a it was a it was a van basically. So it was supposed to be like this, you know, kind of funny video where you know, you assume he would be talking about a sports car or something like that or BMW or whatever, but it was just a it was just a regular van. And uh so that's like the like the irony or the little plot twist at the end. And um when it when it ended up happening is I edited the the little walk around segment of the the vehicle to a hip hop uh, a hip hop song just a it's just an instrumental yeah. and then also there was a point in the video where um, Chris he's the one that did the video Chris is basically saying yo this car gets twenty one miles to the gallon and he's like twenty one miles to the gallon. And then from there, I just did like a quick little edit, you know, those like cliche YouTube edits where, you know, you cut away from the what's what's going on. And then I put in um, just an excerpt from a 21 Savage song. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, I was like, yo, this is cool. You know, I like the idea. Like everyone I showed it to was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So um, I posted it and I get a text message maybe an hour and a half after I post it. It's like, hey, Keith. Um, basically this content is a little too edgy for our owner. Um, could you please take it down and, you know, we can discuss how, uh, basically we can, um, make it a little less edgy or whatever for him. Right, right, right. Like make it okay for him to, or make it okay for you to post it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, in my mind and my heart, I was like, yo, this, this seems kind of sketchy. So I hit up, you know, I'm talking to people that I'm associated with people that I work with. I'm like, yo, what is the, what is, what is, what is the subtext of this, this statement? Like, why is he saying this too edgy or what? <clears throat> and then me, I'm like, basically, um, in the text, my, uh, the guy's telling me, he's like, uh, the owner is extremely conservative. So, you know, he, he does, he just wouldn't, uh, care or he would probably get mad if he's seen this kind of content on the page. And then I'm kind of like thinking like, like it can't be because you know there's a black guy in a video, or it can't be just because I don't know. He said he, he there was a part in there where he talks about his butt. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's kind of minor. That's like PG. Like they say that in Disney movies. That can't right. be that. And then um, what it really boiled down to after I you know discussed it with a few of my friends and a few of the people that work um, at the dealership, some of the sales associates and stuff, it really came down to the music and. Um, Basically, you know, because I put the 21 Savage song in there and because I put the, you know, the hip hop song at the end, it it was just a no fly zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what ended up happening after that, I went to uh, meet with the guy, the store manager uh, the next day, I believe. <clears throat> and he gave me the rundown. He was like, you know, he told me that he was perfectly fine with it. But he's like, yo, the, the owner of this this dealership is you know, a 68 year old white man and he's really conservative and, you know, it just, it, he just wouldn't, you know, appreciate that. So 
I mean, I, I understand it, but at the same time, it just felt like, um, I don't know how you explain it. It just felt weird. You know what I mean? Because it, it was a cultural, like a cultural disconnect. Right. And then I also felt bad because, or I felt kind of, um, weird about it because if you're an owner of a business and the place that I work at, it's a very, um, country, uh, very, um, niche dealership to right. where like only a specific type of people shop there or the, the majority of people, um, a certain type of people shop, shop there. Basically, you know, white people from Northern Bakersfield. Um, those are the kind of people that, that, that tend to go to that store. And it seems that they're only catering to that, that kind of people through their social media and their marketing. And, um, I try to switch it up because I feel like, you know, if you want to sell the most amount of cars, you should probably bring awareness to it by, you know, showing different kind of faces in your ads and showing different kind of um, different kind of styles or different kind of music that plays in the background of these different ads. Like we, excuse me, we seen earlier this corny uh, Walmart commercial where it's like a freaking R and B singer, fucking Lizzo, doing a music <laughs> doing a music video with shopping carts or whatever. And it's stupid, but at the same time, like they're doing that to cater to different people, so they can be a more well-rounded, right? Um, a more well-rounded brand. So you you know, if you see yourself in a in a Walmart commercial, then you're pro- you're probably more likely to go there. So the same thing, you know, what I would want to do with you know the the type of social media stuff that I do yeah. is like you know put Mexican people in there, put b- black people in there, put some Spanish music. I even thought about doing ads in Spanish because you know there's a lot of you know, Spanish speaking people here in Bakersfield and, you know, they would obviously everybody needs to drive a car. So, you know, why wouldn't, you know, you want something like that? So I'm I'm thinking like, would I get pushed back on doing that? If I did a little ad with, Mm. you know, some Spanish music in the background or something like Mm. that, or this is got to understand. Okay. Bakersfield is extremely conservative. So Mm -hmm. I think that what happens is, is people become a victim of their bubble. So it's, it's not, doesn't have to be a race thing. It, it, what it means is what it could be is you not being able to look outside your bubble. So being as you are black creating content that is inclusive, it's not like pandering. Like you're not they're you're, They're not expecting you or you're not trying to like pander to get people to come in. You're just showing another another like another uh, uh, shade of, you know, consumers. Yeah. Because when you go to a car dealership, it's not just fucking white people buying cars or Mexican people buying cars. It's everybody's buying a car. Yeah. So you, you do want to be more inclusive in your ads. Mm-hmm. If I'm a black man and I'm selling cars, I'm like, everybody, hey, no, if I'm like, if you from, uh, I don't know, what what's something that a black person could do that's really like basically saying, I want black people to come here. If every one of your ads is all hip hop yeah. the whole time. And it's hey, like, niggas, come on down and get a free bucket of chicken when you buy this new SUV. <laughs> Y'all like cornbread? Come down and get you a truck. You know what I'm saying? Get a truck. If you did shit like that every time, white people would think like, I don't think they would. I don't think they would help me if I went there. Yeah. I'm just being real. The problem with the dealership also is that I, before I started working there, I didn't even know this dealership was in Bakersfield. Crazy. And a lot of other people that are in my age group didn't know either. So it's, you know, it would, it would be beneficial for them to. And then also what happens is. Hip hop is the most popular genre of yeah. music in the world. Oh yeah. So that was, you know, it's almost backwards to try to put, you know, a country music song or a rock song and 
in an ad because that's how, that makes the thing sound a little bit dated. So it's definitely it, okay. This is what I want you guys to do. Whenever you see any car commercial that's local, listen to the music in the background, especially if if you're from the Bakersfield area. Mm-hmm. It is even if you live in Texas. We got some listeners from Texas. If you listen to the background music, it is almost always country or like a little rock and roll jingle jingle like mm-hmm. it'd be like if it's a country it's like come on down to texas summer on fort and get you one of these trucks so you're gonna start thinking like after a while like i don't think they want to help me yeah you know what i mean exactly because it's not inclusive mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying and i'm not i'm not trying to pull the race card on people but you got to get out of your fucking bubble man you got to yeah. get out of there if if you if you're marketing something and every single one of them is you know, and here's the problem people don't realize. If you're, if you have, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, right? And you're trying to sell something and all of your ad is 100% nothing but white people on it, right? You don't see any problem with that. And what's going to happen is, is people are going to wonder like, hey, do they help anybody else? Yeah, exactly. Are they helping anyone else? Yeah. If you're a black man and you own a car dealership and you show 100% Nothing but black people that you're selling cars to. You got nothing but rap music in the background. All that shit. White people are going to be like, ah, I don't think he wants to help us. Mm-hmm. So you got to turn the mirror on yourself. Yeah. Right? That's the problem. And most people aren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're just going to say, oh, you're going to pull the race card on me? I'm not racist. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. But at the same time, like, every single one of your ads has got white people on it. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no Mexicans. Ain't no... Black people ain't nothing on there. You you have to stop being a one trick pony with your marketing. Yeah, exactly. The, and the biggest issue I have is Keith's creativity is being suppressed by by a person that doesn't create anything. Yeah, just the so, old white man. So you you want to stifle my creativity <clears throat> just because it does not align with where your brain stops? Yeah, that's your problem, man. Like mm-hmm. you got to figure that shit out. Because mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, what do you want me to do? I guarantee this is this, this is the, what, what I told Keith to do. Like when he told me about that, I said, I guarantee you, if you switched those little, uh, the little hip hop elements and you put country, then he would say, oh, this is better. Yeah. I, gu- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I 100% guarantee yeah. that's what would happen. Yeah. It's just unfortunate, man. I think, um, you know, like Eddie said, this is obviously if they knew more I'm, I'm sure they do know about marketing but this is social media marketing and i feel like i have i got a pretty good grasp on you know uh the social media aspect of you know creating content like we got a podcast we got a lot of listens we have right. movies with a lot of views we got like music videos and you know all these different things um that that we've put out and i put out because I do all of it on my own, there's no one like censoring me. So this was the first time I felt, well, the first time outside of, um, also at that short film that me and Eddie did that kind of got yeah. uh, our creativity stifled in a sense. It's um, crazy, man. So you, you just run into these things. The The thing that I took away from it also was that you can see why if you've ever, you know, been following the production of a movie or something and, you know, you got to, you hear about, you know, uh, a DC movie coming out or a Marvel movie coming out. And then um, you hear, you know, there's such and such got hired on to direct and this person got hired on to write it. And then a few weeks later, you hear, you know, the director is fired due to creative differences or, the uh, you know, the writer left or, you know, whatever it may be. 
um, you hear these kind of stories, and then I felt like, okay, this is the first glimpse of that for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? because you're gonna keep having it happen. Yeah, because there's some there, there's people in power that think that things should go this way, and that and um, like if if this was if that little short uh, ad that I did was some sort of a movie or something. Yeah. That would have been my gripe. It was like, are you serious? You're not going to let me yeah. put hip hop music in this, in this Bro, movie? Bro, but look, look at Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. A black man in a dress? This shit will never work. Yeah. Right? It's always people that are going to stifle your creativity. They're going to tell you it's not going to work. And it, there's, a, there's a difference. You either knew marketing or you know marketing. And them, yeah. they knew it, but you have to evolve. So yeah. you knew what marketing was in the fucking 70s. You know, you could just put this same played out shit on there and keep playing the same little little mm-hmm. j- jingle in the background and trying to sell cars. Mm-hmm. Or if you know marketing, you know it's uh, something that evolves. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be stuck in this world where, you know, only what you knew yeah. works. And also, it's music, bro. Yeah, come At on. At the end of the day, it's music. It's like, what's... Your daughter, your granddaughter, I'm sure she listens to hip-hop. Yeah. I'm sure your grandson listens to hip-hop. It's considered edgy, though. But the thing about it was is this is not... The the, the hip-hop elements were really subtle, though. They weren't dominating the... the yeah. It wasn't dominating. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, put your hands up. Like, it wasn't yeah. none of that shit. Yeah. It was just a simple commercial, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, look, man. At the end of the day, man, I, I really... I just encourage Keith to keep doing what he does. You know? Yeah. Because I mean, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna work be, for yourself? Yeah. But are, are you gonna just allow someone to say this doesn't work, and you're just gonna be like, "Well, that doesn't work. I'm gonna do that." Mm-hmm. I'd rather keep getting denied for doing what I want to do than a motherfucker, you know, telling me this doesn't work. You have to do this. Yeah. Because you're just gonna be you're gonna be like everyone else. You mm-hmm. got to be bold sometimes. Like I mentioned, Tyler Perry earlier, a big black man in a dress. That shit. Oh, that shit will never work. Look where he's at now. He's got his own fucking. What did he create? His own uh, uh, a studio, a whole studio he created, mm-hmm. yeah. and land for pe- for uh, for uh, people who were homeless. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro. I mean, look, yeah, not compromising your your vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't compromise it. Can't compromise your vision for people that don't really see it. Yeah, I think if you can make some, if you can make some changes that makes them a little bit happy, then hey. I suggest you you do that. But if if it goes against your creativity and just create something else. Yeah. Don't lose yourself in it. Right. Mm -hmm. We talk about that all the time, though, like in reference to the podcast. If we were in a position and some network or some producers or whatever try to offer us a gig and they were saying, well, uh, you know, we like your content, but you can't say pussy juice. I knew you were going to say that. Then, uh, you know. We're going to be like, nah, this is like, that's part of our, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, we don't be just talking about pussy juice on a regular day basis, no, but you know, it's just a little humor we bring to the podcast. And right. If they try to stifle that, then we're like, nah, we're, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. We're going to fight for that pussy juice. Yeah. I I love fighting for pussy juice. <laughs> 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 we also <clears throat> take into consideration that people listen to this. You got to keep the energy high. Yeah. There's people that are at work trying to stay awake. This motherfucker's driving 200 some miles and they need something to listen to and that's it's our job to keep the tempo up on here so mm-hmm. uh, did it fucking come out no it's, it's a shortage in there oh man remember you said he was gonna buy a new one yeah that, that was, was months episode ago. 40 <laughs> <laughs> damn i think you pulled it a little bit you pulled the cord 
Yeah, I just moved my elbow. Yeah, you moved your elbow and it pulled it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, man. I I think it's our job to keep the energy high. I don't want to be just rambling too long on certain topics. I keep it like when you're creating a podcast too, you gotta understand, like, you gotta listen from the 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 listener's point of view. So when we talk about wild shit, it's to not only to extend the conversation, but to kind of include the people listening to the conversation. Mm -hmm. You might say, like, I never thought of that. You know what I want to do? What? I'm going to send a black stripper to his house. And she's going to be pussy popping to the <laughs> craziest 21 Savage song. You're like, you know what, Keith? <laughs> I've had a reconsideration about what you put on there. I need you to put as much black ass if you can put on there as you can. And you know put, that? On, put on that 23 Savage you had on there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, I was telling some of my friends if you looked at um the social media page i did a couple uh i did a couple pictures there what i've been trying to do is these lifestyle pictures to basically show certain cars in 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 the elements you know out in the world out in the streets you know and one little photo shoot that i did i i, I know a girl that runs track and basically, um, I got together with her and we put together like a little photo shoot where she's working out at a park. She's doing different stretches by the car. And, it, you know, it shows the car in the background or in the foreground. And it also shows the, the dealership plates. And um, so I, 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 I did that. And one of the pictures is actually it's not very sexual, um, but she's she's obviously she's wearing like tight pants, mm -hmm. like, you know, sprinter, uh, like track attire. And uh, basically, it's like a silhouette of her butt showing. It's you know a nice I mean? one, too. <clears throat> it's a nice one. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a silhouette of, of, of you know, of her back. And that picture is fine, though. You know what I mean? All right. Versus, like, so basically, it's not a super sexual picture. If you've seen it, you'd be like, oh, this is pretty harmless. But at the same time, the it is blatantly obvious that it's just her backside. Um and that that picture was okay. I didn't get any, you know, sort of like gripes. Yeah, or, but that's the secret form of marketing that people don't talk about. Yeah, selling sex is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. How many times have you watched a local car commercial and it's just some random chick with huge tits and she's like, "Come on down to Mercury Ford and we're gonna help you out. Yeah. We have the best customer service." And the whole time, like, you don't give a fuck about these cars. You're just looking at tits. Mm -hmm. And that's what people do. And it's unfortunate. But sex sells things, okay? And even though Keith was not intentionally trying to do that. Yes, I was. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> uh, well, either way. The cat's it, out of the bag. I yeah. love a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, look, dude. Sex sells. And yeah. they don't have a problem with that. They're not going to check you on that. Mm -hmm. Because they say, hmm, that's a nice brown booty we got yeah, there. Yeah, nice brown booty. So, yeah. Keith's doing a great job. <laughs> but just keep that hippity hop out of there. <laughs> keep the hippity hop. Keep that 24 Savage out of there. You know, old people, when they fuck up shit, they just add a number to it. You'd be like, who's that? I'm like, that's, that's 21 Savage, sir. Okay, well, I don't need you playing in that 22 Savage things over there. Oh, okay, I won't use it. Yeah, don't put 24 Savage on there. Anymore. I'm like, damn, you got Alzheimer's? What the fuck? Oh, uh, it's funny, man. Yeah, man. But, 
It's it's here. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. I know a lot of black people that are older that don't fuck with hip hop either. Yeah. So it's not like it's just you know old angry white racist man does not like hip hop. Mm-hmm. It, it's more or less like yo come out your bubble. Yes, yeah, it is 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 not a racist thing. Obviously, there's um they have multiple black employees that work at the dealership. Right. It's just a it's just a cultural thing, right? Right. Um, and it's sometimes people don't don't want the envelope to be pushed. They don't want to. They don't want to see a certain amount of change. You know, there that there was probably some pushback on certain things, and it's not necessarily because the guy's racist. It's just because that's the way he grew up back in the '60s or '70s or whatever. You know, he was growing up in a time where you know civil rights and all this kind of stuff. So he might be feeling a certain way being a person from Bakersfield, right? Um, seeing some hippity hop on you know his videos for a, a, a company that he owns so yeah. yeah he probably would have old those old guys <laughs> like look i don't have a problem with these new things going on i ain't got no problem with these you know the gay rights and all that but i can't have this hippity hop in my <laughs> commercials we can't do that you <laughs> yeah. know i ain't got no problem with gay pride and all that yeah i can't have rap pride in my stuff like <laughs> can't do it it's it's uh, it really sucks, man. Because I'm really uh, like I said before, like I was just like I was just figuring it out. I'm just kind of uh, understanding like what goes and how to run these social media sites. Because what I was what I noticed and what I've been trying to do is I was like to try to sell something on these Instagram, Facebook accounts all the time. It it doesn't really Facebook is Facebook is a little bit different. Like right. you, can, you can sell on Facebook, like yo, right. you know, these are the deals, these are the cars True. or whatever. But Instagram is is mostly entertainment for people. Yeah. So there's a, you know there's a little bit of ads that pop up here and there, but it's mostly entertainment. And what I've seen with like the Chipotle uh, accounts, oh, they yeah. just post memes all day. Oh, wow. They're not trying to sell you you know the new carne asada or whatever. They're just you know basically posting just funny memes and they've been able to grow an audience that way. So what I wanted to do with the with the dealership that I work at, I wanted to just create content where people could find entertainment. The Tesla's doing that. I haven't, I, I haven't look, seen it. Let me go to Tesla right now, actually. I seen, because uh, they're selling this new, that's what we forgot to talk about. We'll talk about that next. Uh, the Tesla account. It's pretty dope, actually. You could tell there's some young person that's on the Tesla account. Just by the type of uh, the, here it is, Tesla Motors. Okay, they they post a picture of the new car and it says it says better utility pickup, more performance than a sports car. And then the next one says, I'm gonna tell my kids this is the first pickup. Yeah, because you know how they've been doing those yeah. memes lately. And that's that's the kind of stuff that I would think would be cool, but I don't right. know if I could do that kind of. Stuff. Yeah, but you got somebody from Tesla doing this. Yeah. You know, and but then, they're you know those are progressive people. Obviously, right. if you making a truck that look as ex- you making a truck that look like a freaking game system in the nineties, <laughs> you're pretty progressive. <laughs> oh man, we're, we're gonna we gotta save that. Uh, save this for the the next topic. All yeah, right. but yeah, I'm pretty much done. All right, <clears throat> switching gears. A Tesla just came out with a new. I guess they call it a pickup. Supposedly, that's what it is. Let me let me check it out. Tesla need to put that down, man. Okay, better utility than better utility than a pickup, more performance than a sports car. So supposedly, it's supposed to be like in between that. Um, yeah, but it looks like a fucking toaster. 
Okay, it this shit looks <laughs> fucked up. It looks like you, it, you remember that that'd be a funny meme. You remember what? that movie? What with the toaster? No, it was like that? a uh, like a Disney movie. I don't know, man. I'm gonna look up the movie uh, poster. You'll probably this shit look. looks fucked up. If you get a chance, go to Tesla Motors, uh, and you know Elon. If he hears this, he's not gonna be very happy. But Elon, uh, your car looks like a box of cereal. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's it's it looks like it's steel. It, it looks like a video game you played. The brave little toaster, <laughs> <laughs> bro. We gotta make that meme and just put the car right there. <laughs> I better not steal that. I know y'all niggas be stealing ideas. Oh shit! The brave little t- that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that mug might go viral. Oh my god, <laughs> this shit looks like a toaster on wheels, man. <laughs> and it looks like remember you played a game in like the late nineties, like when PS One came out, mm-hmm. and you look at these cars and they got a bunch of these squares on them. That's what this looks like. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like uh, bad CG, like bad 3D graphics. This was like CGI in 1997. <laughs> so like fucked Nintendo up. 64. That's crazy. Shit, that mug looked like uh, what's that Pokemon Polygon or something like that. I don't know if anybody, if anybody ever played uh, Star Fox. Yeah, this, this shit looked like Star Fox back in 1994. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> shit looks fucked up. And, <laughs> and the crazy part about it is, shout out to Ty Jones. Ty was like, "Yo, I need to get this car." I'm like Todd, dude. Todd don't you fucking crazy. dare! This it will get a lot of views from that video. Oh, you get a lot of <clears> views <throat> from that, but it's just a terrible looking car. Yeah, and and it's like, uh, it's it doesn't look aerodynamic. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, people are gonna buy it, bro. Yes, Tesla people. I mean, the brand is big enough to where people are gonna buy anything now. Oh my god, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm just, and this and it's such a letdown. I'm going to read some of the comments here. I'm pretty sure there's going to be something funny. Okay, best money spent ever. Okay, World of Engineering. They probably paid that guy. Uh, <laughs> looks like my five-year-old. They haven't even got the car yet. What are you talking about? No, I know. He's just talking about, probably talking about in general, Tesla. Yeah. And then the next comment says, looks like my five-year-old nephew's drawing. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, I remember drawing this in kindergarten. <laughs> Did Homer Simpson design a car again? <laughs> Let it finish rendering. Damn. What the crazy. heck is the same truck I drew when I was three? Y'all stole my idea like that. You owe me millions. I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs> need need an eighties soundtrack. What the fuck? That's probably one of those uh spam. Yeah, Tron soundtrack on there. Yeah, what the fuck? Who cares about performance when it looks this bad? <laughs> Elon, you fucked up, man. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. Sorry. Just because you're smart and you create great vehicles, you fucked up, man. Go back. Because if you t- if somebody told me, hey, that episode that you and Keith made, it wasn't that great. I'd be like, all right, I got to talk to Keith. We got to go back to the drawing board and get it straight. Mm-hmm. Now, you create cars, Elon. You need to get it together and uh, take this car out back and shoot it. Supposedly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's bulletproof. Really? Oh, they broke the glass. You see that? Oh, they broke it. I sent you the link. It said that they tested it. And I'll it... be watching the links you be sending me. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keith, the type of nigga, a girl be like, Keith, I'm pregnant. He'd be like, that's crazy. Ah, <laughs> that, was, that was funny. I told you I was pregnant. You'd be like, I mean, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that's oh, funny. man. Yeah. But yeah, the car is ugly. Um, Elon, you know, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah, man. Yeah. Elon, uh, 
the thing about it is when you create cars, uh, especially things that's it's supposed to be more eco-friendly, supposedly as well. I think that if you make a truck that looks nice, then everybody's going to be like, fuck like this. You know, a truck is like the most American thing you can have. If you got a pickup truck and it looks nice and you got big tires, we love trucks out here. America has adopted foreign trucks also. Uh, Maybe people yeah, are yeah. driving around in Honda trucks, Toyota trucks. Not Honda. Not really. I'd be it, seeing people in the Honda trucks. But not really. Those pilots ain't. Nah. Not right, really. I'd be seeing people in Nissans. Yes. What I'm saying is that there are literally people driving those trucks. Yes. And they they're are. not from America. They're not from Ford. They're not from Dodge. They're not from these companies. Right. So we are so like tr- a truck is just in our DNA. It's True. In the, it's in the fabrics of our DNA. No matter what brand or what make or what model. <clears throat> True. That is very true. But not that one though. Yeah, not this shit. This shit looks bad, man. This looked like a uh if somebody if you stepped outside and seen that in your driveway, you'd be like, yo, who's playing games with me? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you know what's funny too? I'm pretty sure they're gonna have people there's been somebody driving this thing around, man. Mm-hmm. Probably for months, because that's what they do. They go to these probing grounds and they drive these cars around for about a year and a half, two years, just to you know test it out. And yeah, I'm sure it's probably a great performing vehicle. I, I don't know what the interior looks like. They just showed the outside. I don't know if Tesla's playing games. Um, I don't know, man. What's the what does the back look like? What do the lights look like? They're not showing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I don't know. I, this when you watch a movie, sometimes you see the cars that look like this. It looks like a concept vehicle. Yeah, you know when they say like you know concept, and then if you go to like a on the internet, you pull up concept cars. There's all kind of different cars up there. Yeah, this looks like a concept car. It doesn't look like something you see driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I can. I can't see somebody pulling up the McDonald's and just be like, "Let me get a number nine. <laughs> and then in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but. That's all I got on Elon and Tesla, man. Uh, if you guys take out the time to really give a shit and check it out, you'll see how ugly this shit is. All right, switching gears. Uh, Charles Barkley made a comment recently, and Alexi McHammond, she tweeted, and it, she tweeted this. She said, Barkley told her, I don't hit women, but if I did, I would hit you. This response from Barkley, according to McHammond, was related to a contradiction Barkley made in which McCammon allegedly called him out. Okay, so here's the deal, right? There's something called a joke, okay? And a lot of people can't take it. And when she went out and said that Barkley said he would hit me, I think she was playing the, you know, um, uh, he threatened me and, yeah. you know, I'm a woman and he's yeah. a man and him mentioning that is bad enough. She was looking to lean on that narrative and have a bunch of people come in at Charles Barkley. It seems like she wanted to get him out of there. Yeah, she right? tried to get him canceled. Yeah, it, she wanted to push the historical context of man beating woman, man controlling woman, and he needs to be out, versus mm-hmm. taking a fucking joke. People yeah. don't know how to take jokes, man. Yeah. This is just corny to me, honestly. Yeah, it, I, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. No. Like To me, it's a very safe statement to make. Um He's obviously saying that, you know, he doesn't hit women, but if he did, uh, he would hit this this female for whatever, you know, whatever question she asked or whatever the case may be. 
Um, and then he probably just walked away. You know, I don't think he's, I don't see, I can't see Charles Barkley yelling at somebody or, you know, all in somebody's face or, you know, trying to cause a, uh, a scene or whatever. He right. probably just said that and then just walked away and started eating some Krispy Kreme donuts. Right. Like, I can't believe you said that to me. I'm Charles Barkley from the Phoenix Suns. I'm Charles Barkley from the Phoenix Suns. You don't talk about that on here. <laughs> I don't hit women, but if I hit women, I'll punch you in your face. <laughs> I had a woman right in her mouth and she talked to me like that. <laughs> yeah, and then they try to pull up a bunch of old news clips and yeah. other quotes from him. No, from her. No, from him. From him too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you got to stop correcting me, bro. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's fine. But um, no, no. Nah, he had, he, he had, they had um, like old articles from the Philadelphia, uh, what is the, I don't know what the Philadelphia news article is. I, I mean, newspaper is, but whatever the Philadelphia newspaper is they had a bunch of uh, quotes and stuff that they had screenshotted and threw up on the internet in support of her claims. Oh. Um, some stuff about beating his wife and or beating a oh, girl up God, or something like come that. On. And it was just, it. It seemed like a stretch, and it it did like like you said. It seemed like um she was just trying to get him canceled. I don't know what what her objective was um in saying this. Yeah. To me, if I had a you know if I own TNT and my employee says something like this. I I might talk to him, be like, "Hey, you know, you just got to watch yourself out there. Right. Don't be, you know, obviously like there's millions of uh, microphones and uh, people that already want to cancel you for whatever reason. So just be careful with what you say. But, but I'm not firing him for making a joke. But here's the fucking problem: when people point the finger at you, they need to point it back at themselves because she fucked up. Mm-hmm. She was not. She was thinking she was Teflon. Like, I'm going to say this about Charles Barkley and I'm going to say this and people are going to be mad at him. But what they did is they found old tweets from her saying racist shit about Asians Mm -hmm. saying uh, I got a two out of 10 uh, on my test. And the stupid Asian T.A. didn't even tell me why I got this score Mm -hmm. or whatever. First of all, I'm not trying to weaponize or use that against her at all. That was in 2011. So I wouldn't reach back that far to you know, to, you know, to assassinate her character. But if you point that motherfucking finger back at somebody else, she better make sure your shit's on point. Yeah. Don't be doing that. And then your shit's fucked up too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I found that hilarious, mm-hmm. especially the joke about Asians. <laughs> it's like the stupid, it was, un, that's how, you know, it was kind of racist. Cause it was unnecessary. It was like in college. If I, yeah. If I say something about Asians, I'm usually talking about like shrimp fried rice or, you know, teriyaki chicken or something. Or you tight know. pussy. Y- yep. All of that. Um, <laughs> or, or a gong or it's like, Poing! something like that. You know, <laughs> typical Asian joke. But mm. this one here was just ridiculous. Yeah. That was, that, that wasn't even a joke. Yeah. It wasn't a joke. That yeah, was, that was no a, comedian. Yeah. I'm sure people listen to this and be like, oh my God, these black guys are racist talking about Asians. And then they crack a joke on a midget right after they. <laughs> yeah. Check your own moral compass, man. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to convince you that I'm, you know, not racist. I'm not, but you're going to believe what you want. But when I crack jokes about Asians, it's not usually coming from a bad place. It's because I had some bad shrimp fried rice and yeah. I was pissed off. Yeah. Or some type of. Yeah, Keith, you got to chill with the pussy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keith is just, he's like constantly giving me alley-oops to talk about, uh, you know, women's genitalia. <laughs> and I just, you know, I'm just tired of it. Maybe shoulder shoulder rolling and tight pussy jokes. Man. Oh, dang. Jeez. I'm sure there's some women that feel very uncomfortable listening to this podcast. And you know what? I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart, okay? 
Yeah. But it'd be the, it'd be the girls that be messaging us in the DMs like, oh, that was funny when he talked about. I'm just fucking playing. I'm not apologizing yeah. at all about it. Yeah. We crack these jokes because this is what we do, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cancel oh. culture. Yeah, I'm not even worried about it at all. You, know? <laughs> you like the content, you like the content. Yeah. We jump from shit, we jump from one thing to the next. One minute it's about like, it could be civil rights, and then it could be shrimp fried rice, and then it could be- <laughs> Civil rights is shrimp fried <laughs> <laughs> Martin Luther King, and then Burger King. <laughs> uh, Malcolm X and anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I don't have anything to top that one. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, that's funny. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, but if you're following what we were talking about initially, uh, this chick, Alexa McHammond, uh, look here. In this, at this time, don't ever think that you could come out and say something about someone when you don't live. You ain't about that life. You, when you're, I think when your intentions are not pure, then the shit's going to come back on you. Mm. She could have dealt with Charles Barkley personally. That's the problem I have. When you go out went into straight the, to Twitter, right? You went straight mm-hmm. to Twitter. When you go out to a public platform to talk bad about somebody, you're trying to get attention for doing that. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You got the attention you wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Joe Rogan says something that was pretty genius. He says, uh, when you do when you do things for attention, you, you're not entitled to anything, but you get reactions. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> she was she thought she was entitled to a response that was like pro woman. Like, it's not right that he said he would hit a woman mm-hmm. and he wasn't saying he would hit a woman. He said he doesn't hit women. But if he did, he would hit you. Yeah. It's, it's just an ironic joke. It wasn't, yeah. you know, yeah. it doesn't. It's it's an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. <clears throat> yeah, and it was meant as a joke. If he said, "I don't hit women," but if I did, I'll sock you right in your fucking face. <laughs> like if he said it with malice, then I would say, "Like, hey, Charles, you got to chill. That ain't right. Yeah. You can't do that." Mm-hmm. But since it was a fucking joke, yeah, come on. And 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 this, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. You act like she she acting like she's not complicit in all this. Also, yeah, she won't put out what she actually asked him or what she was referring to in, or what the conversation was about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's dead in the water now. Yeah, since they brought up her talking bad about Asians. Yeah. You know, she's all all dried up now. Can't do shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears. Uh, Mr. Joe Biden. Jeez. Um, Don't like talking about him, but he made a comment about marijuana being a gateway drug, right? Stating that he felt it was a gateway drug. The problem I have with that is this. I don't even smoke weed, but I could tell you firsthand. He fucked up bad because if you are trying, he fucked up any chances of him even remotely having a chance to win anything. Mm-hmm. You know how many motherfuckers smoke weed, man? Yeah. You know what he could have did that would have been great? He could have just shut the fuck up. That's what he could have did. Yeah. He could have just not talked about it. You know, but he fucked up and said that it was a gateway drug. And Joe Rogan got on his helmet. Joe Rogan called him a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's stupid, dude. All these drugs out here, motherfucking opioid epidemic. And you want to talk about weed? Like, look here, man. Like, weed, you know, 
And the thing about it, we got legal shit that's 10 times worse than weed. Cigarettes worse than weed. Alcohol worse than weed, and it's legal. Mm-hmm. But you call that a gateway drug? I would assume that if you, I, I would actually assume that alcohol is a gateway drug because when you're drunk, you lower your inhibitions. I think when you're drunk, you're more likely to try coke for the first time. When you're drunk, you're more likely to smoke crack or some shit for the first time. But when you're smoking weed, you're just trying to get fucking high. That's an assumption, though. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't even care what Joe Biden has to say. Um, I only heard this um, idea through like third party people talking about it. Right. Um, he's just he's just old, and it reminds me of the owner of the dealership that I work with. <laughs> so you know, that's just pretty much all I have to say. It's uh, and you you have to be um mindful because if you're trying to run for president, you're trying to get votes from a certain party that is aligned with this idea of smoking weed already. Like right. The, you know, all these hippies and stuff, is, if you're trying to get their vote and all these people up in San Francisco, these tree huggers and whatnot, if you're trying to get their votes <laughs> and you're trying to, you're talking badly about people who are passionate about smoking weed. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're alienating the whole sector of, of your own audience. This is the biggest problem though. Liberals and conservatives smoke weed. Yeah. Both of them. But I would think that the more passionate group in my just opinion, this is an assumption would be more on the left than the right. I think both of them smoke weed, but when it comes to um, getting the bill passed, Mm. it's it's different. Yeah. But it's like, you fucked up, man. This is something you should have not talked about. Yeah. Like you just, Oh, you just oh, and there's always been pushback too. I remember back in the day, Tupac got into it with Bob Dole. <laughs> it's always old people getting into it with younger, more progressive people, man. Mm-hmm. And with with Joe, man, Joe is the type of dude that if if I was out somewhere with my family and I seen Joe, I'd be like, hey, man, stay away from my family, okay? <laughs> stay away from that my family. Creepy, bro. Yeah. He seemed like the type of dude that will come up to you and shake your hand and then like put his hands on your wife's shoulder. He'd be like, hey, motherfucker, don't put your hands on my wife. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I'm only just letting, I'm trying to show her the way. What? Yeah. Trying to start what? Yeah. Have her, you know, his hand on your wife's back. He'd be like, nigga, what are you doing? He'll be trying to grab your wife's pussy, right? You'd be like, hey, man, get your hands off my wife, man. If Trump could do it, I could do it. I don't see the problem with it. <laughs> It's not a problem, okay? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, something strange. Uh, There's something incredibly strange about the yeah. dude. All these old liberal candidates need to just uh, chill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's off, man. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. It's it, it's just really wacky over there, man. Mm-hmm. It just, I just don't believe in anybody. I'm not trying to get into politics, politics like that, but I just don't believe in it. And then you come out and talk about weed like this. It's like, man, you use an old ideology that just does not add up when you talk about weed. Because you got it's it's even the weed game has changed up. You got all kind of other products that are great. Like they got CBD. They should be pushing for shit like CBD so people could get better sleep, you know. But instead, you want to give them all this legal bullshit, mm-hmm. and this shit is fucking people up. It's a legit opioid epidemic. But you ain't really talking about that. You putting more energy into talking about weed. Yeah. And I was like, this is, nah, man. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's just old, man. You sit down. 
I just think that, you know, he's the type of motherfucker that talk bad about weed, but he going to pop like seven Viagra to get his <laughs> old weird dick hard. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. come on, man. That ain't cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, ultimately, my opinion on that is it's just uh, outdated and he needs to stop it. Yeah. Um, anything else, Keith? No, I just don't care if you guys can smoke weed or you can't smoke weed. But, you know, Joe Biden just old. I don't think he should be running for president. True. They say that uh, uh, weed makes women more horny before sex. There was a study that came out. So any of you ladies going to try to test that theory tonight? Right. I'm. I'm gonna. I don't even smoke weed, but I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some weed and then roll up a blunt and then just like just be like, hey, uh, we should hang out later. <laughs> if you got free weed, man, I'm gonna just drive around with a sign on the back of my car, free weed. Um, it'll be a wrap, bro. We- weed for cock. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyways, or excuse me, I said the wrong shit. It'd be weed in exchange for uh, a, a female genitalia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even catch that. We don't want to talk about uh, uh, the PJ. <laughs> Keith is just trying to set it up for me to knock it out the park. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I'm right, done switch- with the pussy uh, jokes. Switching gears, man. Uh, not too long ago, uh, actually, my bad. It was yesterday or Friday. I can't remember. I'm scrolling through Instagram, right? Somebody uh, sends me a photo, and I'm just like laughing, like, "What? Who is this?" And I just see an ass. You know, I see an ass with a long ass butt crack, ah. and it was Lizzo. And I was like, "Lizzo, what is going on?" She was literally naked with her <clears throat> ass. Sitting on a counter, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And then it had like a picture of Homer's face on the next slide, and it had her ass like as his mouth. Mm. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then I was reading the comments, and those people like, that's right, continue to be great, we love you, this and that. And I'm thinking like, I don't understand this shit. Why do people think that nakedness is like a form of like empowerment? Yeah, I don't get it. I was just like, why you got your long ass butt crack out here? It looked like two honey buns. Your butt crack's long as fuck. It's like a 10 foot butt crack. I'm dead serious. You guys got to check it out. I love Lizzo, man. I think she's cool, but I just don't understand just the idea of the nakedness. Like, are you, are you trying to, at some point, are you trying to prove that you're confident or are you actually confident? I think there's a kind of a skewed idea of what that is. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, more power to her. But I was just like, "Are you what? What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I, I will never understand the um, the the social um, statements behind you know these people being naked. And then the caption just says, "Kiss my ass, though." <laughs> like, it's like, damn, what the fuck? It's yeah. a, and the crack is long, she dude. She got a long crack. That crack is long, bro. She got a San Andreas fault crack. Yeah, she got a motherfucking crack epidemic in the <laughs> <laughs> That motherfucker is crazy. And then you look at the comments, because I don't actually follow Lizzo. No, yeah. no disrespect to her, but I don't. And I'm looking at it, and the comments say... Oh, Lil Nas X put more, please. But uh, yeah, I know you don't like pussy anyway. You don't like, you don't like pussy, so you don't matter. Uh, <laughs> so you don't matter. Yeah. 
this is her this is her page though she has a bunch of provocative stuff on here her yeah. twerking her in the tub her you know covering her titties up and stuff like yeah, that somebody so. sees that i just feel like you should have kept this in your camera roll <laughs> it's another crazy absolutely one. ridiculous this isn't my my only route black women this only the only route black women god look take. at this mug what happened oh no what's going on that mug is oh come on and she's pulling the pants out her ass yeah. What does this do? Oh no! Come on, man. White, blue, brown. I'm yeah. telling my kids this is the Great Wall of China. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> to oh, me. It just is just it screams those uh, insecurities. Yeah. Uh, you know, people that are there's. I think there's two forms of people that are insecure. There's people that hate to take pictures, and there's people that take too many pictures, uh, or they take pictures of you know things like that, like you know just over sexualizing themselves or whatever right and uh i think she's falling on the the latter one but somebody put having self-confidence and not being classy are two different things not iconic just unnecessary yeah yeah so necessary look here's the thing right before you know before people call me a body shamer and she's being body positive and progressive and this and that and you're just a man mansplaining this and that before you do that and take that stance how much would you support me if I did the same thing as her? If I pulled my black ass and put it on the counter and said, kiss my ass. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I just wonder what people would say. You know, you people. Would, nah, I'm not going to do it. No. Yeah, it's not. That's not how I roll. Right. <laughs> my confidence lies in the content I put out, not in the not in the uh, attention that I'm seeking. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference. My confidence lies in the cock I put out. Right. So when I be putting it down, I ain't got to get on here playing around. Because any any girl listening to this podcast that actually had this dick before in her life, she knows what time it is. Okay? <laughs> oh, oh, dang. I'm sure it's probably a few chicks that listen to this that we had sexual relations back in the day. It's like, that Eddie is sure. He sure is funny. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that there's a huge uh, m- people misinterpret what confidence is nowadays. Yeah. They and they they've lumped a bunch of shit together. And somebody said something about Kim K. Mm. Hold on, hold on. They say, oh, 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 somebody said y'all only saying this because she's plus size. Yeah, that's a good point too. Because at the we end said of the, the same thing about Kim Kardashian, right? Put your clothes on, right? Yeah. It don't matter who she is. Yeah, I don't give a fuck who she is. It could be a dude, chick, whatever. It's like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this shit never. She clearly doesn't wipe good enough. Oh, that's fucked up. That is a big ass though. Um, got a lot of crack. Yeah, that's a lot. The dude said, "I ain't seen this much crack since the '80s." <laughs> like, why are you guys applauding someone who doesn't take care of their health? Ooh, man, that's tough. Let's be very clear here, okay? When I say this. And this is not to body shame Lizzo or anybody else. This goes for me. This goes for Keith. This goes for everyone in my family. I'm not going to speak of the specifics, but I just witnessed a life-altering event that happened to a very close relative of mine. And I will say that your health is wealth and it should be first. You should not be prancing around here acting like you just the shit if you don't look very great. Meaning if you are completely, if your health isn't on point, don't act like that should be uh, uh, the standard in beauty or the standard in who I don't care if you're a man, whoever the fuck you are. Take care of yourself. Yeah. 
Stop acting like being overweight is cool. This shit ain't fucking cool, man. Yeah, we and we, as a society, we have to stop normalizing unhealthy behaviors. Yeah, stop it. Period. Not just from a weight standpoint, but just we need to stop complimenting unhealthy behavior in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like back in the day when uh, when uh, Left Eye burnt down. Uh, I was talking this is shout out to uh, shout out to uh, freaking Lolo. Shout out to Lolo from the radio. Uh, was it one oh? Was it one oh three point nine? Right. Yeah. Shout out to Lolo, man. She had posted something and then I inboxed her. It was of. Uh, Are you still in them DMs, huh? Oh God, stop it! Look, mm-hmm. nah. She posted something. It was of uh, Left Eye and Andre Rising, and I was like, "Yo, she burned his house down." <laughs> she mm-hmm. was like, and she was like, she put like the the shoulder shrug thing, and I was laughing. And then she uh, she stated like, "Man, I had to delete this. Man, people was getting on my head." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just one of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this I don't think we should should uh, look at it, it, whether it's from a health standpoint or from any other thing. Like if it's like if it's a dude like uh, I don't care if it's Cameron, whoever. Like you know, yo, you got to slap a bitch. You let her know you. You know what I'm saying? Nah, bro, that's not cool. You know, it's just an unhealthy, it's a, it's an unhealthy, I won't say a habit, but it's just unhealthy mentally. Mm-hmm. But this is just some other shit. You're pandering right here. You got your ass out. Yeah. So many people can't handle a beautiful woman appreciating her body and loving herself. So far to say that it's distasteful and disrespectful. Go pop your Xanax, uh, Carol, and continue hating yourself. What? Is there an assumption you hate yourself because you don't care about a a big long butt crack on your fucking Facebook feed or an Instagram feed? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the objective was. I don't but. know, bro. Can anyone help me understand what the issue is? One minute everybody is in her comments telling her that they love her body positivity. This whole body positivity thing is just trash to me. Yeah. I don't get it. I think whoever the fuck you are, you should love yourself. But I think the body positivity thing is just a way to get attention. It's a it's also a coping mechanism. Right. If you're not disciplined enough to eat a better diet or if you don't Yeah, if I I think that's pretty much all it boils down to. Like diet and exercise. If you're not disciplined enough to do those things, then um you create this 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 idea in your mind that I'm just going to love who I am. Right. When I don't think that these people are actually that secure i do think there's a small percentage of women that are probably that size yeah that are like genuinely confident right 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 and it's pretty sexy actually if yeah 100 if, if a woman is like just comfortable with herself and she carries herself and she and she well put together and she's you know she a bbw then you know she might get smacked That's but real. um I'll you be know hitting, hitting from the back putting a burger in her mouth <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, stupid! Yeah, yeah. People, you know, it's funny too when you when you have an uh, a opposite opinion of someone else in regards to this, they like point the finger at you and say, "Oh, you're just one of those typical men telling women what to do with their bodies and this and that." I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up, okay? Because yeah. you're the same motherfucker to turn around and say what you want from a man. If I if and here's the thing, if a woman says, um. I don't need no broke man that's struggling in my life. I say, you know what? You're right. That's called standards. I respect that. But if a man turns around and say, I don't want an overweight woman, that's not cool. Oh, you don't respect the woman's body. It's like, hold on yeah. a minute. 
What fucking world do you live in, man? Grow up. Yeah. Yeah, get out of it. You need a break out of that echo chamber you live in. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I like all kinds of different women. Mm-hmm. I don't have to prove that to you, right? Yeah. But if she a BBW, like I said, hey, look, the McRib came back. <laughs> we can fucking hang out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Supersize that motherfucker and everything. <laughs> we can eat four, uh, four McDoubles each with a Diet Coke on the side. <laughs> That's a hearty meal that'll stop your heart, too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. You'd just be hitting it and just pass out like, fuck. <laughs> is that is that some type of murder? I think what if you, a girl got a heart, had a heart attack while you smacking her? I don't know, bro. Death by dick. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, instead of homicide, dickicide. I don't Involuntary know. manslaughter or something. Yo, this is crazy. What's crazy to me is the fact that Instagram will censor things. I've been censored before on Instagram, right? I think I posted like a meme or something. It was a while back and it took, it was taken down due to like, I guess it said uh, racial insensitivity or whatever. It was racially insensitive. And then I turn around and look and Lizzo got her whole ass out. That's crazy. You need, they need to like, what, like, I guess they gave the guidelines, but it's really open to interpretation. It's really fucked up. And it's like, yo, I wonder how many people flagged this, and because it's Lizzo, they didn't take it down. Oh, of course not. That's but, the biggest, biggest um, Instagram post that was going around for the past, not probably last, all the last week. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I don't, I don't think you should ever accept being obese. Just keeping it one hundred. That's just my opinion, and this is not talk bad about her. This is talk about my family. It's talk about me, anybody. Yeah, in general. And like I mentioned earlier, before motherfuckers judge me, I just witnessed something that was life altering to somebody I really care about regarding their health. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I stand on what I say when I say take care of yourself. After this podcast, I'm going to the fucking gym. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm walking the walk, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, look at a big old bag of hot Cheetos. See, this is you shouldn't celebrate this though. This is what I w- I will say that. that you can't. You got a huge ass bag of hot Cheetos, and then you got your ass out. <laughs> if you love yourself, I think that's fine. But don't try to convince me that you love yourself. Yeah, that's like, come on, man. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Anything else, man? How long? No, I'm all assed out about Lizzo's yeah. ass. It's a lot of ass. <laughs> Her ass was like a honey bun. You just put it in the microwave for 15 seconds and get the <laughs> big old glazed crack coming out. How long well, How long have we been on, man? Uh, 146. All right, man. Well, and I hope we didn't give y'all enough, man, because, you know, Keith is rubbing his head and his hair is real nappy and he's looking tired. So I don't yeah. think we got much time left on here. Yeah. So um, for all of you guys that continue to tune into the podcast, we appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty is going to be huge, man. I'm not. I'm not one yeah. of those people to give you like warning, like yo, y'all stay tuned, man. We got some wild shit coming for y'all. We just like to post it niggas and put it out. Like, there. Niggas be lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, <laughs> got a big year coming up for y'all. Got a lot of special content coming out, and don't no special comment ever. Special content ever come out? Yeah. It's about putting out the content, man. Yeah, you, you gotta put it out. You, you put the shit out. People see it. You, you be consistent every week, so they know. Like if if mm. that, that like oh god, I'm having a CT moment. Let, that makes sense. Let, 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 let. <laughs> I've seen the best podcasts do the same shit that me and Keith do though. 
I've seen uh, Brilliant Idiots do it. I've seen other podcasts do it. It's like when you're talking for this long, your brain is turns into. It's almost like your brain is going to the gym. Yeah, it's like your brain is just rapid fire. Boom, boom. None of this shit is this. We're not reading a script. This mm-hmm. is all off the top of our heads. Mm-hmm. So you know, this shit is a skill. It's straight mental fatigue. It's straight mental fatigue. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. My my fucking brain has been like. 150 bicep curls, uh, uh, push ups, pull ups, swimming in pools, swimming in pussy, everything. I got a fantasy going on in my head right now. I got a black woman, a white woman, Asian, everything. You know, when you have, I guess when you have a three way with a black woman and a white woman, they call it a chocolate vanilla swirl. Uh, but what if that. you have an Asian too? That's like, uh, that's crazy. I don't know what that would be. Damn. It's like gumbo. With, with dumplings <laughs> that's that's like okay if you got a white girl a black chick and an asian then you got fried chicken you but got the, the asian restaurants be serving fried chicken now i know but hold up you got fried chicken shrimp fried rice and uh and uh, uh a potato on the side <laughs> who's a potato the white girl uh, with no seasoning on Oh, my God. No, that <laughs> can't get no fries. She can't be a fry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fish fry, man. Dang. I don't know, man. A little salt on it. I don't know. Sometimes white people don't be seasoning in food. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm fucking around, man. That's funny. All right. Well, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. Right here. Peace.